we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Look at Talk starts now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. This is an exclusive round, and I'm your boss, man, V. Jones, holding it down here in Florida. And joining me today out of North Carolina is Miss Brooks, the host of the Love Chain. How you doing today, Angel? Hey, y'all. I'm doing really well tonight. Hey, so how's the, how's the quarantine been treating you? I mean, it's been treating me really well. I've been doing a lot of self-reflections and yeah. So Really? A lot of self-reflections? Yes. Like um usually well, I'm I'm a homebody anyway, so I pretty much go to work and go home. I have a small circle that I associate with and I have my kids, so um, but since the quarantine, I've kind of wanted to like get out of the house, but I still haven't went anywhere, but it has just helped me to sit and think and write and reflect on the things that's happened in the past few years and why it happened. That's real. That's real. So tell me about the podcast called the love chain. What made you start this podcast? Well, actually, it started off as a book that I wrote years ago and um, about um, dealing with the LGBT community or whatever. Um, I dated women for 17 years, so um, and I witnessed a lot of things. So it was like fiction, but kind of not fiction. And then like um, later on, like as I said, I've been doing self-reflecting. I've always wanted to help people. I love helping people. I love helping to heal people. So like the love change is kind of like I just it's like almost like a personal diary. Um, and also for me and my friends like a, or whoever I have come on the show, like just where they can really express themselves and let loose and, and talk about anything they've been through. And yeah. Just raw and uncut. That's real. That's definitely real. So, so tell me, what made you decide to convert it from a book into a podcast? Just to reach out to people. Um, I love to talk, and I love. Um, even though I'm like an introvert, and I love to stay in the house, I'm very. I like to socialize, and um, I like to hear other people's stories. So, I wanted to definitely turn it into something where I could talk about my life and have others come on and talk about theirs that's real that's definitely real so talk about your most recent episode are you comfortable in your own skin now how do now what's some things you like really address you because you addressed a lot in this episode so what what's what's some of the main takeaways you wanted people to gain from this episode um that you know you don't have to go out here i found it you know, I thought when I did my polls that um, I would have a lot of people that wouldn't want plastic surgery just because you see so much of the fake stuff on TV or or in music videos or whatever. So, but um, I found out that a lot of people aren't comfortable in their own skin. Like I talked to a lot of women and, you know, women that I think are beautiful, like they, when you listen to them talk, they'll name like, 50 things wrong with them and you'll be like I didn't even notice that and even with myself like I was like I I have a lot that I think is wrong with me but other people will be like they don't even notice it so you know I just wanted to find out how others feel about themselves and you know I think it's all about self-love that's what I want people to take away from it in order to have confidence in order to be comfortable in your own skin, you have to love yourself. You have to know that you're worthy and that you're valuable and that you might not look like what's on TV or what others admire, but you're still beautiful and you still have a lot to offer. Yes, that's definitely real because even as a man, it kind of it kind of has me got me shaking my head when I hear women just degrading themselves. I'm like, I'm looking at you like, damn, you is so fucking beautiful. But I be seeing some women, they be like, oh no, I'm not. I'm plain Jane. I'm like, <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm one of those women. <laughs> like I have a lot of people that be like, um, they see me in person, they be like, your pictures don't do you justice, and they be like, you're really beautiful, but. Like when I look in the mirror, like I, I think I'm pretty, but I just think I'm playing because I don't do the fake lashes and the fake hair. I have like locks and 
you know, um, yeah, I don't wear makeup or anything. I'm just out here natural. So, and I'm a slim chick, like a slim black woman. And, you know, in black society, that's kind of like they love thick women. So, you know, to me, I'm just like plain Jane, but people really, it, it really, uh, it used to make me uncomfortable, but now I could take the compliment, like when they say I'm beautiful. Like, but yeah, I used to be one of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you're honest with yourself. So, so what was it like being a military spouse? Well, I wasn't a military spouse, but my best friend, she is. And, um, she, um, at first it was very difficult, just the whole moving around and moving away from family and friends, but now she's really adjusted to it. Like I FaceTime her and everything and she's living the life. Like, um, but she did say that in the neighborhood other she like she said a lot of people come into the military young and their wives are young or you know their spouse and so it's a lot of drama like because then these women are forced to hang around each other because they're all stuck on the base together and they might not even really get along if they weren't on that base together and so it comes a lot of drama comes with it that's real that's definitely real so how did you get started with the writing and getting into podcasting? Like, how did you get started doing all of this? Um, well, as far as writing, um, I've never been good at verbally expressing myself. So um, my teacher suggested one day that I start keeping a journal. So I just started writing and then I started reading a lot of books and it brought out the creative side of me. And yeah, like in, I think I was like in fifth grade, I wrote a book about a dog going to the park and my teacher entered it into a contest and I won. So I went with it from there. And the podcasting, um, I started listening. When I bought an iPhone, I started listening to the podcast and I found it very interesting that people could just be real, be themselves and, you know, and, and actually make sense and, and have good points and good topics. So, yeah, I wanted to give it a try. Yeah, um, I, I completely understand. I completely feel you on that iPhone thing because I think it was some past that put me on to it. And I started listening. I said, oh, wow. Like, I um, love yours. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love yours. Hey, I appreciate the love. I appreciate that. That's just more motivation to keep putting out episodes. And I was happy to finally get you on because I know you did say you wanted to be one to come on. Yes, because um, when I'm at work or when I'm just driving, like sometimes I listen to music, but you know, the music that's out here now, like I don't really feel it. So I'd rather listen to somebody talk. And yeah, and you have fun on your show. <laughs> Yes, yes, we try to, you know what I'm saying? We can't we can't just be stale and dull and boring. No, gotta, <laughs> right. God but have fun with it because it'll get help keep the people going. So <laughs> So what compelled you to just get into podcasting? Um I think I just wanna I just wanna have fun, but like um all my friends always told me that I really just need a uh, get into some type of media communications and I don't really want to exactly have my face on a uh, video or anything so yeah podcasting is like you can hear me but you don't have to see me that's definitely real that's definitely real and um so what made you decide to go ahead and just start your podcast this year um I just 2020 I said that I was just going to go ahead and do the damn thing <laughs> anything I wanted to do I was gonna just do it I'm gonna stop procrastinating because I've always been a big procrastinator so I was like I'm not procrastinating on anything this year like even though we're in a quarantine and everything I've still been just trying my best to get all my goals completed yeah I hear you on that it seemed like the a lot of podcasters I talked to is like They've been, they said the same thing. They've been mulling it over and over and just putting it off and putting it off. So I'm glad that you just decided to find that this year was finally the time to go ahead and, and get this podcast started. Yeah. So, um, like, can I ask you a question? 
Yeah, sure. So, like, what what got you started in the podcasting? Well, what got me started into podcasting was a long time ago. I was back way back in 2016. I was doing videos on Snapchat, which which was me getting tipsy and just kind of explaining my thoughts. So then I looked into podcasting and I, and I said, "No, nah, this ain't this ain't this is so hard." And I observed watching somebody doing their podcast when I said, "This is definitely not hard just to put together an episode." And then, and then I started briefly, but then I stopped it. And then I started back again. And this time I kept going. I started um, met the right people, and I just kept going. So that's kind of what got me started. And being told by a lot of different people, you have a really good voice. You need to be on radio. So that's kind of why I kept. I started and kept going. Yeah. And I like the fact that you do your research and everything. Um, your last episode, um, with the with the ladies, um, I'm following their <laughs> podcast now. Like, oh my god, I I literally did not stop driving just so I could listen to. Like, I I didn't even want to stop anywhere. I didn't want to pause. I just wanted to keep listening. Like, but I I find I do that a lot with all of your episodes. So you keep it hot. You keep it interesting. I'm glad you you kept it. Um, you pulled. You had to. She said she had to pull over. Wow, I had never heard that one before. <laughs> but that like that episode was crazy. That was one of my craziest guest appearances ever because I wasn't expecting it to take the turn that it turned. But I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I just learn with those kind of episodes. You just gotta ride with it. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes. What I learned is you just gotta ride with the flow and ride with the momentum and stuff, fighting it because if yeah. you fight it, that's when shit is not gonna work out and people are gonna be irritated. So I just had to ride with it on that one. Like so, right now, I have like, yeah. you know, I've been talking about like some formal things, but I plan on having some fun episodes too. So like, I really hope. Um, Right now, I have people around between the ages of, like, 25 to 35 listening. So, as long as nobody older is listening, I think I can throw some more fun in there. Hey, listen. It's all good. It's like, hey, I got my mom. My mom be listening. She be like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm like, mom, you know know your sons look crazy, so... But I know if my mom can tolerate my my podcast, I'm pretty sure that the older people in your family, they can tolerate your podcast. Yeah. And they know me. Like, they know I'm unfiltered out here for real in these streets. Like, people know me. They're like, she is so crazy. So tell me a little bit about your experience um, that you wrote about in your book. So what did you learn from being with women? Um, women are really clingy. I will say that. And they're very emotional. Um, I grew up around a bunch of boys, like, um, all my brothers and my cousins, they were my age and the sisters and the girl cousins, they were way older than me. So I hung around the boys. And then even when I was in school, I hung around the boys so uh, I dress feminine, I am feminine, but at the same time, I'm a little aggressive and a little emotionally detached. So, you know, dating women, it, it, I, I dated them for 17 years and I'll tell you what, <laughs> it was, it got crazy. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it did. Um, I mean, and just seeing other people's relationships in the LGBT community, it it gets wild. It, I mean, it gets wild. I've had, like, literally, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've had my whole crib burnt down, <laughs> like, and it was not funny then. It was sad, but now I can look back and laugh because if I think about like, I all the signs was there before it happened, and I should have walked away, and I didn't. But yeah, it was it they get very crazy. Like I'm pretty sure it doesn't go to that extreme with most uh of the lesbian or gay couples, but you have things like flattened tires, thrown uh clothes cut up, uh uh busted out windows or just fighting in public, arguing, yelling a lot and it can get real, but then you have a really beautiful side of it 
and that's like a family structure like one thing I love about dating a woman is they really know how to when it's good it's good like they know how to cater to you they know how to just love you down if you have children they're very good with children and they they just know how to step right in and, and and give you that love that's been missing, even when it's bad. And that's why you stick around for the bad because the good, like I said, when it's good, it's great, it's excellent. And when it's bad, it, it's explosive. Wow, that's crazy. So so did you decide to go back to dating men? Um, no, I'm bisexual, so I date both. Okay, okay. So who would you so what have you learned from dating men that um can be used that can also be used when dating a lesbian or dating another woman? Uh let's see. I'ma tell you, I'll be honest with you. Uh I'm a little too aggressive for men, so I I can't like what I could say, I've learned that men are um a little more sensitive than I thought they were. Um, And it it is very different dating women and dating men. Like, I feel like I'm kind of failing at dating men. Like, (laughs) I'm a little too aggressive for them and um, emotionally detached. Nowadays, these men, they they want, like, a close, close bond. You know, um, for a few years, you've had these guys out here just dogging women. But now these men, they really want a close, close bond. And um, they want to be chased. Men like to be chased now. And it's all about the chase. Like, they, they like that attention from a woman. They like for a woman to blow their phone up and stuff like that. They like for they like for a woman just to be all into them and crazy over them. They like it. And yeah. if you don't give it to them, then it tends to just fall apart. They feel like you're not into them. Yeah, I, I can say it from a man. We it's like we we feel like we like to um we feel like it gotta be mutual because nowadays it's like you see other women that they are actually stepping up and doing for the men as well as because it's always been the men women doing for the women, but now it's starting to even out a little bit. So I can say that um that us men we do kind of like it when it's. When it's both, because we want to know that shit, y'all like us just as much as we like y'all. So that's probably that, why that's what it is. Yeah, and I and I think with me is I don't know why, but I just don't trust men. So it'd be hard for me to um, open up to them. Like even though they they open up to me, like I have no problem with the man opening up to me or showing me affection or anything. The problem kicks in is when they want it, you know, reciprocated. And so I don't know. I guess it's because it's an adjustment. And I've only been dating men now for like two years. So I guess I'm still adjusting. Yeah. So what made you decide to just give 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 a man a chance? Um, when my when my house got burnt down, I felt like that was maybe a sign for God from God that maybe it was wrong what I was doing. So I said, well, I'll try to do what you know that God wants or the preacher said that God wants and date men but yeah it's kind of I don't know I I don't have the same attachment to men that I have to women so it's like I like men but I think it's more of I don't know Um, I think it's more of a physical thing with me with men and with women it's both mental and physical I feel you. I, I feel you. I can. I've, I've heard that from a lot of different women who've um, been together. It's like they always say it's um, it's more of and women they just understand each other better. But I've also seen from men that said that they that you kind of confirmed it that when it goes bad, it just it gets reckless. Yeah, and it's not and it's not healthy, especially if you have kids. It's not healthy for it to get reckless at all. It really does mental damage to these kids. I don't care how old they are. And and parents might not think so, but, you know, they might think their kid will forget about it. And then 10 years later, your kid will, you'll be getting into it with your kid and your kid will throw it in your face. 
Yeah. You'll be like, you remember that? <laughs> you know, like, and then you'll be sitting there. Yeah, you'll be sitting there like stunned. I'm sorry. Yeah. That- a phone call came through. I was like, how did that happen? Because I'm on my um, MacBook, so I don't even know how that happened. Oh wow, these apples are crazy. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Um, Apple devices are crazy. I could be on my iPad, and then as soon as my iPhone gets a call, the iPad starts ringing. I'm like, really? Right. I'll have to get my yeah. son to disconnect the. I think he has it. Uh, I don't know somehow Bluetooth connected or something to each other, but he'll have to fix it. You know, these kids know more about technology nowadays. Yeah, honestly, with that, I would just turn the Bluetooth off on the computer. That's probably what you might be the best thing to do. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is Liquor Talk. If you don't know now, you know. You can expect <laughs> the most randomest things on Liquor Talk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, do you yes, watch sir. the show? <laughs> you should, do you watch the show Insecure? Um, no, but I heard you talking about it, so I've been looking for it, and I don't even know what station it comes on, but I really want to watch it now. Um, it's HBO. Okay, yeah, so I'll definitely have to check it out, but, um, um, because the reason I asked is because I was going to bring up a theme that I, a couple things I noticed from the last episode, I just want to get your take on it. Firstly, would you ever do business with somebody that dated that um that's going out with your ex, um, or be friends with them. Um, probably, probably not. <laughs> so you don't think it would work if you 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 like say they just randomly find out that oh you don't. But the person is a really good business partner, and then you just randomly find out that, um, oh, that person is not sleeping with your ex. Yeah, so it well, it depends, first of all. Okay, like it depends on what's going on with me, and that it's like if we're still sleeping together too, or we're just completely done and I can't stand them. Now, if I can't stand them, then sure, like. We could be friends, we could do business together, but if I still have some kind of connection to them or like I'm still sleeping with them, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do that because, yeah, yeah, that's right. I could definitely agree with that. But if if she finds out that y'all still sleeping, yeah, that relationship is probably over. So, <laughs> and, and knowing me, like if I found that out, I would probably definitely tell her, "Oh yeah, like you're sleeping with them." Well, guess what? So am I. Like I'll be, yeah, that petty. Oh, you petty like that? <laughs> well, when it comes to what what I think is mine, yes. <laughs> Don't play with me. Yes. I'm kind of territorial, so that's probably why I'm single now because I'm I'm aggressive with it. Like it's probably aggressively territorial. You think that's why you're single? Yeah, I'm a little crazy, you know. I'm not crazy in the sense that I'll do like bust your windows or anything like that. I'm not gonna do nothing like that. But um, just like as far as I might get a little jealous and flip out or something like that, might have a crazy moment. Yeah, that's natural. We all have our jealous and crazy moments. So I totally, I totally can understand that. So did you get your stimulus check? No, I haven't. And a lot of people I know have got theirs. So what's the first thing you're going to do with your stimulus check when you get it? I'm going to put it in the bank. Smart. That's smart. Because I've been talking to some people and they said they were going to just go crazy with it. I'm like, you better pay some bills or put it up. I don't know right. what's wrong with some of these yeah, people. I'm going to put it up. I'm definitely going to put it up. I don't have... Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely put it up. I want to save it towards buying a house because I will be 40 next year, so... I'm definitely looking to invest in a home. Wow, you you 
don't from wow, um I can tell from your pictures you don't look like you're forty. <laughs> I get that a lot. Like people really be shocked. Um and I have a lot of uh let's just say the people that try to date me, they're anywhere between the ages of eighteen and twenty five. Like it's very rare that it's someone over that age range that approaches me like everyone else thinks I'm about 19 or 20 years old I'm like no I have a 19 year old though (laughs) wow (laughs) and I'm about to be a grandma so (laughs) oh so your 19 year old is having a child yes he is and I was so uh not gonna lie, I was a little uh hurt and disappointed at first because it's like you're so young. Um, but I was 19 when I got pregnant with him, I was 20 by the time I had him, and you know, I just kind of stepped straight into motherhood. And hopefully, it'll work like that for him and her, too. Um, who knows with these kids nowadays? He's very excited though, and he's been there with her every step of the way, so. So how does it feel that now you're about to be a young grandma? So how does that feel? It it kind of feels weird because I feel like, you know, I'm just getting one kid out of the home and my youngest is about to be 12. So like he only has a few more years to go and then, you know, he'll be getting ready to leave the home too. So I kind of feel like it was just about time to start, you know, having a little more freedom. But at the same time, I'm, I'm excited because uh, it's like a do-over. And, yeah. and it's a girl and we don't have a lot of girls in our family uh, we're dominated by the men mostly so um, yeah it's a girl and I'm excited because I'm dominated by the men too <laughs> as you can <laughs> see I have boys so yeah yeah well like I said well congratulations to your son on having, on having a little girl I know you excited for him I know he's excited like I said um I hope he can maintain that excitement for the whole entire life you know, of the child. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> of course, he's probably not. <laughs> we all have that. I don't know. I had major excitement. Uh, it was pretty easy, though. When With the first kid, when you only have one kid, it, it's, it's pretty easy, like, taking care of you and that kid, even if you're a single parent. It's kind of easy, but um, it's... It, it's when that second kid comes around that you're like, okay, it's a little struggle. You know, if you're a single parent. Now, if you are fortunate enough to have, like, the father in the life, then that's wonderful. But, yeah. When you're a single parent, gets kind of stressful that second time yes. around. Yeah, so which is why I don't understand why some women that are single with three kids, I'm like, how in the world... <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm telling you because alright so my kids are 8 years apart clearly I thought the first one was going to be the only one you know so now my oldest like I mean my youngest he's about to be 12 and I'm like people are like you need to have another baby it's time for you to have a girl I'm like no way and now I'm like when everybody says that I'm like well I have a granddaughter on the way, so there's my girl. I'm fine. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I don't want no more kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she like, hey, I got the granddaughter. That's my time. That's my cue to stop having kids. <laughs> right. Like, I can love on that one and send it back when I want to. Like, leave me alone, please. <laughs> I don't that's, understand that's... that either. And I know, and I know single parents that have like five and six kids. Okay, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'll be sitting there like, how in the world are you a single mom of six? Yeah, I saw that before. And right. I'm like, what, what is it about you that you can't keep none of these baby daddies around to help you out? Right. Like, seriously, though. Like, yeah. But you know what? A lot... I, I don't know, like with my kid, uh, my first kid father, he, uh, his problem was he just could not stay out of prison, (laughs) like for the longest, for many, many years, he was addicted to the street life. And 
for some of these men in in the street life it's really hard for them to come out of that like no matter how bad they want to and so unfortunately I didn't see those characteristics because what most people don't know about um good girls is that they are well no we do know that good girls are attracted to bad boys and at one point I was a good girl but what we don't know is that most times these thugs and gangsters out here they're thugs and gangsters in the streets and then they meet a woman and behind closed doors they're or you know they're just complete gentlemen to the women so like you just don't see certain characteristics until it's too late and uh with my youngest son's father he is like he he's a dad he he's active and he's a good dad as well he just has health problems and that you know keeps him kind of in and out the hospital he has uh, heart problems and stuff so like he he can barely move around so but yeah these these women out here having these different baby deadbeat daddies like yeah I had one of them I thought I had two but then he started acting like the man he was supposed to act like and be a dad to his kid and you know but still for me one one deadbeat is enough (laughs) so like you learn your lessons you and you grow from it (laughs) And you well, think. at least you learn from it and grow from it, because I see a lot of people that people, <laughs> they they bounce around from deadbeat to deadbeat. I'm like, when are you ever gonna learn? And then they got the nervous self on social media, be like, niggas ain't this, niggas ain't that. Right. Well, look at what kind of man you be attracting. Right, but you know what? Like, um, I I don't know, like deadbeats are everywhere and they could be like in the rich like the I don't know like my friend she got pregnant by this guy that she had been dating for like two years but it was kind of on the low but he's like kind of wealthy and stuff and believe it or not he's a freaking deadbeat too like Wow, even the wealthy ones that that's even the ones with money deadbeats that's crazy and do you know it's the deadbeats that have the nerve to think that they can't hit their baby mama off one more time and you'd be like excuse me I'm not a baby mama I'm a mother and you're a deadbeat like you can't touch me again like what is wrong with you <laughs> Even- yeah I, I, I don't know what's wrong with them I, it's something something is up with them I don't know that, that's, that's crazy so did you grow up in North Carolina yeah I did I grew up in a small town Hillsboro um, mm-hmm. it's very, very small. It's like in and out. Um, bunch of rednecks, I'll say that. <laughs> but how did you grow? How did you and how's your family deal with that? Um, building in a little city town with a whole bunch of rednecks. Um, because our rednecks were friendly, like they, and I mean, like, I don't mean friendly in the sense that they're gonna sit there and have a whole conversation with you, but they might hold about five minutes of it with you. You just know they're redneck because they have the um they they have flags on their trucks um in the yards anywhere that they can display a flag it's there you know and um the Confederate flag in case people don't know what I'm talking about and they'll say oh it represents the South and all of this and they'll have give try to give you this old history about it but when you look at the history of it still they were fighting to keep slaves. <laughs> like, so yeah. the way it goes, their explanation is not valid to me. But because they are cordial, I'm cordial back. Like, but you have a few that'll call you a nigger in your face and they don't care. Wow. That's, that's crazy. That, that is great. I do. Even here in Florida, I'll be seeing it. Um, the part of Florida, I'm in, I'm in Tampa. I mean, on the interstate. Of I four and I seventy five, I don't know why there's still that that Confederate flag. I'm like, and of all places, Florida, but wow. which many people don't realize that Florida can be very racist outside of the um the big parts. Because I think the part of Florida people see is I think that all they see is Miami. They don't see the other parts of Florida that can be just downright racist. Well, my nephew stayed down there for a few years and talking to him and stuff. 
he definitely I think he stayed on the outskirts of like the big city so like he definitely experienced it and told me all about it I was like are you serious he he's had a gun pulled out on him by and everything like I was like well you need to get back to North Carolina <laughs> but yeah yeah Honestly, sometimes it's like I can't think of no good place for us to be. It's because it, it it can happen anywhere. That's one right. thing I just realized. It's just anywhere. So, and I will tell you this a little bit about me. Um, growing up, I did live in Raleigh for a brief period. I'm, I don't know why my mom wanted to live there when I was younger, but <laughs> she said it was just so backwards and so old. That's what she said about it years ago. Yeah, um, well, North Carolina period is more of a retirement state. This is where you come to settle down, like when you're old or when you're done, you know, living from place to place or city to city or experiencing new things or you just want to lay it down. This is where you come and you build your home and finish off your foundation. Like, this is it. It's a retirement state, it's like a Bible Belt state here, also. Um, the laws are very strict. <laughs> so, yeah. I thought Virginia was the one with laws really straight, and I also thought Florida was the state that you would just come to retire because it, it's like a lot of elderly people in this area. I mean, so. Oh yeah, Virginia don't play that now. Uh, Virginia, I'm scared of Virginia. Yes, yes, I, I, I have earned that. Whenever she rode through Virginia, she'd always put, she'd always hide that little police detector. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. They, they really, they some, they some assholes in Virginia. I am terrified of them. Listen, I don't, okay, so, like, I don't have a driver's license because in the past I had, I used to be, like, a little heavy foot little lady, you know, speeding down the street. So I had got, accumulated some tickets that I never paid off. So I don't have a license. And I'm telling you, I will drive to any state, anywhere, with my no license having tell, but I will not, will not drive to Virginia. <laughs> like I'm not playing with them at all. That's real. That's real. And um, like even myself, even because I've seen, I've seen some family members get pulled up. I, I I thought that I thought that state was Georgia, honestly, because I heard a lot of people say that about Georgia. That Georgia is just. They they worse than Virginia. That's from what I've heard. My my ex girlfriend told me that Georgia is pretty racist. Yep. Yes, Georgia Georgia is like pretty bad on the cops. So yep. I know it was bad when one of my college buddies told me he'd rather drive through Alabama to get to Tennessee than drive through Georgia. I said, "Oh man." Oh yeah. So I, well, I've driven to Tennessee, and actually, Tennessee is pretty much a smooth ride. I went to, uh, yeah, I went, um, I was in the Smoky Mountains, Westgate Resorts, yep. Wow, Tennessee, a smooth ride, that, that, that's fascinating. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> feel any fear in my heart as, now, I haven't been to Georgia yet, but I would like to go. Um, my little sister is there right now, and she looks like she's eating a lot of great food, <laughs> It looks like she's having a lot of lit nights. Except not now, though, but, you know, previously. Because now we're all shut down. But yes, even though Florida has opened up their beaches, like, yeah, like, how is, have you been to, like, what in the world is that about? Like, they just want to make some money. That's what it is. Honestly, at the end of the day, they just want to make some money and they know the tourists. They know people come from out of the states all the want to hit the Florida beaches. I haven't going to take my black ass to the beach, man. No, because <laughs> I already know that there's going to be hella tourists out there, and we know we're not going to go to the beach. Then? And now be one of them times because everybody's going to be going because for the past couple of weeks, we've all been stuck in the house. So now, apparently, surfing is and it's something that's essential. But, well, that's just like everyone here. Um, in Hillsborough, they have nowhere to go but Walmart. So every day, Walmart is packed like it's small. <laughs> like, do they do the whole social distancing where they hold the line like it's going to a club? Uh, they have it. They have it. They have a line, but they're not. 
doing that. Like, people are just walking in. Some people even, like, hopping over the line. Like, they don't really care. Yeah, they, they've been holding the line so bad here in Florida at the Walmarts, and there'd be a handful of them that they'd be holding the line, waiting for the people to go down. I got some, I said, you know what, fuck this. I started, I started shopping at Target. I'm like, y'all tripping. <laughs> right. And it's too many people. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, um, I will not go in Walmart because I'm like, somebody in here definitely has Corona. <laughs> like, I'm not going in here. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get like that too. I'm starting to go to the, the more fancier grocery stores like the Whole Foods, the Sprouts. Yeah, I'm trying to find the fancy places where, where you could, you might have to pay a little bit more, but you know there ain't, ain't a lot of people up in there. So I've been starting to do that for myself. Right. Right. So what new skill are you trying to learn during this coronavirus? Because it's not like everybody's learning up it, learning new things and brushing up their skills with something. Um, I think right now I'm trying to um, I'm trying to learn more about uh, African culture really and um Really, uh, yeah, I've been I've been trying to get more into my roots because one thing I heard this, I was at work the other day and this little girl was talking because we have like the little Barbie toys, but it's a it's a white Barbie, and um, she was like, they never make a lot of black Barbies. She was like, just like they don't really talk about us in the school books and they don't really talk about us anywhere and. All we know is that we were once slaves. Like, we don't know anything else. And ever since then, I don't know. I've just been coming home researching stuff and hoping I can actually run into her again so I could just give her some information to start up on and give her, like, some, you know, website links or whatever. But I haven't Mm -hmm. ran into her yet. And I've been um, practicing social dating. (laughs) Like, social distancing dating. Like, um... How does that work? Explain this to me. Social distancing dating. How 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 is this working? It is basically like just texting and messaging. You just messaging each other sometimes, FaceTiming, um, sending little cute messages and pictures throughout the day, and and stuff like that. Okay, you're bending me because I'll, after a week of that, I'll be like, look, I ain't got the damn coronavirus. You ain't got it, Leslie. Well, you know, and and <laughs> and and I be on that too. So like, it's like I, I social distance, but every now and then I be like, "Hey, we need to see each other." Yeah, I I I be on that social distancing, but I still be like, like I hung out my sister the other day. I said, "Hey, let's hit these stores together, and then let's just pull up and stuff." And Hey, and I even for my friend's birthday, it was about five or six of us. We just chilled at his friend's house. Um, so it's like I get social distance to a degree, but I'm like, fuck this! I need to see my people. <laughs> just like I, I swear, I kind of want to go to the beach, but I don't want to go to the beach because I know everybody's going to be trying to be at the beach now. Now, if I thought that like nobody was going to be there, then I would definitely like, yeah go to the yes. beach and just put my feet in the sand. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I totally feel on that. And do you ever think you, do you ever like thinking, okay, I need to run to, so do you ever think about just going early, you're thinking, ain't nobody gonna be there, but then you get there and everybody there, I'm like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> right. But you know who's not there? That's usually there in, early in the morning. Oh, the elderly the, people. The old people, right? The elderly, right? Yeah, I'm I'm shocked because some stores they like reserve the hours specifically just to help them out, but they haven't been showing up. I don't know. Maybe they just got their um kids or grandkids doing their shopping for them. I don't know. Yeah, and and they don't want to get sick. They are terrified. <laughs> So, what's the first thing you're going to do once this Rona is over with? I am going to go out to eat. 
Yeah, you're going to risk and go out to eat? Yeah. I feel you on that. Now, I do like to go out to eat myself. I said, I'm, I'm going to give it like two or three weeks before I step back out because I know every place is going to be slammed, booked. Even the clubs going to be packed. Everything's going to be packed for the first couple of weeks because people can't wait to get outside and spend <laughs> some money. So my thing right. is now, I'm like, let y'all asses go do all that. And I'm just going to chill for a couple more weeks and then I'll make my appearances. But see, I was thinking about that too, chilling for a couple weeks on it and then like um, showing up or whatnot. Yeah, you have to because everybody is going to be out there. Everybody, their mama going to be out. You got to think like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, I, but you know what? I really would love to take my son to the park so we can ride our bikes. But I know that's going to be packed, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to chill on it for a few weeks. Yeah, it's like, what part is not going to be packed? So, <laughs> I don't know. But we'll we'll get that figured out. Tell me this. What kind of look do you like to drink? Um, I like to drink Ciroc in 1800. Um, yeah, but Ciroc would be my favorite. Wow, that first one for Ciroc, because I think I did a show with somebody else uh, earlier today. They said they like Grey Goose. I said, oh, wow. No, <laughs> I, I'm getting... I don't really like the taste of Grey Goose. Yeah, I don't really like that taste either. Um, I'm, 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 me, I'm on Ciroc because I, if I do drink vodka, because, hey, I'm still supporting a black diddy on Ciroc, so hey, I'm still supporting <laughs> it. You know, that's the part of the reason I still drink it. You okay over there? Yes, actually, I'm sitting here with my best friend. She was supposed to be quiet. <laughs> and oh. yeah, and her phone actually just started playing out of nowhere. So yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I just did a dope, you know, like the Homer Simpson. <laughs> like, yeah. <dope. laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. So you be on that, so you don't like dark looking. Well, I do drink dark, but um, not so much so. Like, it, it gets me a little down where, you know, like that, that saying is true for, for me. Brown makes me frown. White gets me right. Wow, I've, I've heard it all today because I talked to one one of my other guys. He said tequila make him angry. Now tequila get me lit. <laughs> <laughs> tequila gets me lit. Now, um, now you know what? Sarat used to get me really angry. I don't know why, but it did. It used to, I, I used to flip out on Sarat and black out like. And wake up the next day, and my friends would be like, "Do you know what you did? Do you know what you said?" And I'd be like, "What?" And then I'd be like, "Oh my god!" <clears throat> oh my goodness! Wow! So we'll I'd be trying you to like fight so we... but now, like now that I'm older, like I can drink the rock and I be chill. I be ready to dance and everything. Well, that's good. That's good. At least now you could just mellow out to it. So what's something about podcasting you wish you would have known before you got started in it? Um, just that uh, I wish I would have known about like all of the websites that offer like, you know, for you to host your podcast on because a lot of them have different incentives or whatever, but then you have those that you have to pay for, but they come with better incentives, so... Yeah, I definitely agree. It's like the ones that you gotta pay for, yeah, they come with better incentives. I'm just like, for right now, until I get some sponsorships, until somebody wanna help me out, I'm gonna ride with the ones that are free to host. Right. Because it makes the most sense right now. Right, and Anchor, like, it's a really good app, so I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I've got used to Anchor. Um, um, the only thing I don't like about it is, is when you're recording and with, by yourself and not recording people, they do cap you out right at an hour and you gotta oh, record yeah. two. Of, yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about it because I know when you record with somebody else, the cap is two hours. 
And I'm like, really? Income? That, that, that's the only backwards thing I find to it. Yeah. It's unfair. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it def- definitely is. So what have you learned about yourself during the, uh, ever since you started podcasting? Um, that I can like uh be more open to talk about my own experiences or um yeah. Uh, also I learned that I should prep people for questions that I'm gonna ask them before, you know, asking them like especially like if it's a sensitive subject. I might wanna prep them on that. But sometimes, you know, like you said, like things just happen in the in the moment, you know. And you don't know that you necessarily want to ask that question or say that, so. Yeah, I've I've learned that too. Like sometimes I just I just tell people just be ready to ask, answer the basics, and wherever the direction goes, it goes. Because it's like you have more good direction, you have a lot better conversations if you just keep open ear to the whichever way the conversation goes, because. They might say something that might trigger another question. So what, you know, so that's one thing I've been learning from it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but yeah, like she, my, my, my friend, she was mad that I had asked the question, but she actually answered it. So I don't know if she was more mad at me or herself, but then when she went back and listened to it, I did apologize though because I really did not mean to, you know, offend her or say or talk about anything that was that I didn't know that was really more secretive than I thought. But you know, but once she listened to it anyway, she was like, "Oh no, it wasn't even as bad as I thought," <laughs> you know. So, and we're cool. Yeah, and the one thing I've learned is you just gotta keep open mind. Hey, I hope that person don't have the coronavirus because I keep hearing coughing. Oh no, we we cheaping over here. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said no corona. <laughs> That's what's up. I see y'all not waiting for four twenty, which is tomorrow. Y'all y'all starting up. Hey, nah. well, we've been quarantined and we just been. Hey, this is the best time. Hey, that's real. Like I said, um, only thing is, I'll be doing it, but I know tomorrow I gotta be. I, I gotta work from home, so I'm like, shit. I, I'll be wanting to, but I'm like, I don't want to be on this damn phone, high as fuck. No, and you know what? <laughs> I used to work from home too, and I would, I would try that to be high as hell, and yeah, I didn't like it. It felt like I was blowing my whole high, so. Yeah, so you feel like you just wasting your. So when you high, you just feel like just sitting there chilling, not doing shit. Um, it just no, not really. I would really like to be out and doing something, but yeah, like for the if it if like it's just me and my significant other, yeah, I just want to be chilling and like watching Netflix or I cook or something like that. Yeah, totally fair. I totally get you on that. Um, so what do you want people to ultimately gain from your pop from listening to your podcast? Um, just self-love, self-confidence, and knowing that it is okay to um to go through you will go through certain things in life that you feel like will break you down, but um just know that it's all for the greater good. Like these things have happened for a reason and it's not for you to wallow in your sorrows, but it's for you to get up and reflect on it pick yourself back up and go on with your life that's definitely real so what you got in store for anybody anyone that listens to your podcast for the rest of the year um well we're going to be tapping into the lgbt community i'm going to be having people come from there and you know talk about give out their little experiences and their stories and I also have um, someone who's been married for over 10 years. Um, They're going to just talk about how to, you know, keep a marriage hot and strong. Oh, and yeah, and a lot of, I I hate to say it, but a lot of sex talk is coming. (laughs) So, Hey, 
Y'all already know we all down with the sex talk, you know what I'm saying? And that that episode I just did, I looked over my, I was looking over some numbers. I'm like, I need to have some more sex talks on yes. Talk because because those be lit. Yes. I'm like, like because I'm going. To- you got to talk about stuff that people really are scared to talk about. They want to hear it because they freaky like that. But they scared like a lot of these people are prudes out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're not really prudes, but they they portray like you know they're they're not one of those people. But they love to listen to it, just like if you notice on Facebook, people love to like the negative stuff, even if they don't post negative things themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll always gravitate towards it or <laughs> pick up on it because right. they just love it for themselves. So I totally feel you on that. Right, it's the same. I, with I definitely, yeah. The women, yeah. especially with women, women want it more than men. We're freakier more than men too. Like. You and that man. <laughs> Look, like, y'all say y'all want it more than us, but but when we show signs, y'all like, oh, these these men are too these men too sexual. Well, it depends on when you show the signs. Like, you know what I'm saying? If she hasn't gotten her fill out, then yes, yeah, she might not be that comfortable. But if she has got her fill out, then she's just waiting for you to make a move. We also don't want to seem too fast. Like some women don't care. They, you know, but then you have us that we don't want to seem like we we some thoughts. <laughs> Look, I ain't gonna think of you as no goddamn thought. I know, you know well, what I'm you saying? know, I'm at not... the age I am now, like I don't even give a shit. Like I want what I want, and I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna tell my age here, but I'm pushing thirty, and I'm I'm already like, look, I don't, I'm not judging you, you know what I'm saying? I'm I don't give a damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. Who am I to judge? I ain't perfect. I don't dot every t. I don't cross. I don't dot every i. I don't cross every t. I ain't perfect. I got things I need to tighten up on. So, who am I to judge? Right, right. Boy, that- so at the end of. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I'm sitting here sipping on some 1800 right now. Just took me a whole shot and woo, just heated this yeah. chest right on up. Just laid <laughs> it on up. <laughs> Ooh, you on fire. Yes. See, unfortunately, I was sitting by, I finished all the alcohol last night because I was, I was like, man, you know what? Um, Movid chilling, drinking, ain't got nobody over here. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna finish the rest of this alcohol. Anyways, right. Why should people subscribe to the Love Chain podcast? Because we're gonna be lit, and I do mean lit. Listen, I I have like 50 different personalities, right? And I've been dying for a platform where I can express all 50 of those personalities. So you should definitely tune in just for that reason alone. Oh, she said she got 50 of them. That's real. <laughs> and I got like, names I, for like five of them, so. <laughs> names for five of them. Now we just got to name the other 45. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> like, I, hey, that's crazy. <laughs> like I tell all of the people that I have come on Look and Talk, I might be in Florida, but if you want me on your podcast, The Love Chain, I'm just a DM away, and we will make it happen. And you can unleash some of them personalities on me if you want. Oh, okay. I've already been plotting on it anyways, baby. <laughs> oh, she says she's been plotting on it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. I like that. So, you like... know, I'm going to be DMing you real soon. <laughs> yeah. When, like I said, whenever you ready. But in the meantime, I do thank you for coming on tonight to finally finally get you to get you on here to look and talk to us. I do finally appreciate you for us finally coming together and getting it worked out. Oh, yes. No doubt. I enjoy coming on here. Like, I'm blushing right now. This is a dream come true. This means I'm going in the right direction, you know? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is a hey, this is real for me. I'm like, wow. Now you give me more confirmation that I'm I'm headed on the right path to keep just dropping episodes. So I really appreciate You're it welcome. from your end. 
And like I said, whenever you rave, let that DM fly. Okay. <laughs> you can DM him. You can DM about other things too if you want, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna tell nobody. <laughs> all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to thank you, the listener, for listening to this another exclusive round of look at talk. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. See you later. Pull that look up. <laughs> roll that weed up. Do what you do. And until next time.